This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Uh, we're chatting autoimmune diseases, or we have for the last few weeks together with Wendy Christine. Wendy is a wellness a health coach and a wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. That's Integrated Health Solution in the Durbanville area. And uh, today we continue our conversations and we're moving on to rheumatoid arthritis. Good morning, Wendy. Hope you're well today. Good morning, Brad. I'm very well. Hope you are too. Yes, thank you. As we get into this conversation, if you say this to me, rheumatoid arthritis or arthritis, I'm thinking joints. And Wendy shared some information with me that there are actually other medical conditions related to other systems that are also to do with rheumatoid arthritis. I think a lot of people are going to have this whole idea blown wide open for them today, Wendy. Yes. Um, So I think what we do is we often tend to think that, okay, well, you have this, so it must only affect this system. Um, But our bodies are so interconnected, and especially with autoimmune diseases, you, we, ha- we are much more likely to have multiple systems uh, or organs affected in our bodies. So what exactly is rheumatoid arthritis? So rheumatoid arthritis happens when your immune system starts attacking the healthy tissue in your joints. Mm. Um, it's obviously inflammatory. It's a chronic inflammatory disease. But it can also lead to medical conditions related to other systems um, like heart. Heart is a very common one with, with rheumatoid arthritis. It can affect the lungs the eyes, the blood vessels, the nerves, and the skin. Take us back there to the comment on the heart, because this is a big deal, and many people might be struggling with this. How is that connected? What are you experiencing in your heart that's suggesting that you've got rheumatoid arthritis? Well, it might not start in the heart, but you you might have, you know, there could be a degree of heart failure. There could be inflammation in the heart. Interesting. There could be, you know, just problems. People find uh, really chronic fatigue where, you know, you are so tired that you can't do anything, and it's, it's an abnormal type of fatigue. And that could show that the heart is not functioning as it needs to. Yeah, this is really interesting to me because um, I know people in, fa- in my family, as I'm sure many others do, that are struggling with rheumatoid arthritis. And so often you assume it's just got to do with your joints. So grateful that you uh, speak into these with us every single week. So um, can genetics play a part in getting rheumatoid arthritis? If it's something your parents or your grandparents struggle with, could it be passed down? Absolutely. And then obviously you have the environmental triggers um, as well as viral or bacterial triggers that can trigger it if you're a susceptible individual. Mm. So um, uh, let's talk about the early stages because, you know, it obviously needs to begin somewhere. What are we looking out for and what's happening in the body that starts the process? Generally, it'll start with um, very sore, tender joints. So there might be swelling in the joints, especially with rheumatoid arthritis. So there's a difference between rheumatoid and osteoarthritis. Osteoarthritis is is, uh, confined to the joints that it affects, whereas rheumatoid arthritis will affect all the joints both sides of the body, mm. and it will also cause a bit of deformity. So very often you'll start seeing that the joints start to pull a little bit skew. Yes. Um, and it starts in the small joints, so you'll see it in the fingers and then the toes first of all, and then it can move to the bigger joints as well. So um, in the early stages then, um, you, you start to feel it in, so we're talking about like n- hips, elbows, knees, and then knuckles and wrists. I mean, all of these joints um, is... Is this where we're going to be feeling it? And then how do you know if, the, if what you've got is rheumatoid arthritis or osteoarthritis? 
It, it would have to be confirmed with um, further testing, okay. but generally there are some signs that differ to those of osteoarthritis. So if you have rheumatoid arthritis, as I said, the joints generally start to, start to look deformed. Hmm. You'll have pain that doesn't resolve. It doesn't normally respond to your, your average treatment, so your anti-inflammatories and things like that on their own don't necessarily make a difference. Um, and there's often a warmth or a swelling around the joint, mm-hmm. which you don't always see with, with osteoarthritis. What are some of the other um, symptoms, Wendy? Fevers. Um, that's, again, a difference with your autoimmune diseases is that people tend to get these random fevers. You know, you've got nothing else going on, but you, you, you tend to have fever quite often. Um, the mm. fatigue we spoke about earlier. Dry mouth or dry eyes. The linings, the mucous membranes in the body can dry out. Um, and then loss of appetite and weight loss can also be a typical sign as well. Uh, Wendy, how does one test for this? Uh, what, what are you going for, a blood test? Is it something that is easy to, uh, to see? Uh, how would a doctor diagnose this? Yes, so there is a blood test. They look specifically for a rheumatoid factor, and if the rheumatoid factor is raised, they will assume that there's that. And then there's obviously other testing that they would do as well. We go on clinical observation as well as uh, what shows up in the blood. There are a couple of inflammatory markers that you can look for in the blood test. So if you are suspecting that it could be that and you have a family history, even if you don't have a family history, it's always best to rule these things out. Exactly. We've chatted about family history and uh, about genetics. Uh, Who's more predisposed to this between men and women, Wendy? Well, again, the woman. (laughs) It seems like with all autoimmune diseases, women are, are a bit more susceptible. Um, and especially between the ages of about 15 and, and 45, that's when you will see that it'll start to, to show itself. Um, but it can present in other age groups and in other genders as well. That's interesting because one, uh, this would be a terrible assumption, one assumes when you say arthritis, you're thinking older person, um, older woman generally. So what you're saying is this could even start in adolescence. It absolutely can. And the thing is also, osteoarthritis, you would, you would want to see, or not want to, but you would assume to see that in, um, in older age because that happens due to wear and tear. Mm. Whereas rheumatoid arthritis, the, the immune system is actually attacking those joints. So it can happen wow. very early and they will experience debilitating um, symptoms from any, whenever it starts um, showing itself. Mm. We've spoken about obesity in the past and, and the inflammation around obesity. Does that play a role in rheumatoid arthritis? Yes. In any of your autoimmune conditions, being um, obese is obviously inflammatory. And the more inflamed your body is, the more your symptoms are going to show up. So you're going to have much more aggravated and severe symptoms if you, are, if you have any other inflammatory disorders. And obesity is one of those. Um, and um, smoking can play a role too here, right? Yes. So the cigarette smoking increases your oxidative stress. And with that, oxidative stress causes a faster degeneration in the body and you age quicker and therefore your symptoms can be more severe. If you have rheumatoid arthritis, Wendy, does that set you up because now it's an autoimmune disease, so your immune system is attacking the joints of your body. Um, And we've spoken in the beginning of our conversation how it affects other systems um, what else could develop from this? What other things could happen in your body because of this autoimmune disease? Well, you could develop, be more susceptible to developing osteoporosis. 
Um, often you will see people that have these very swollen nodules around their joints. So you'll see like lumps around their um, knuckles, for example, mm. that's much more pronounced. Um, so that can, and that, that can be one of the signs. Uh, they can have more sensitivity to pressure points in their bodies. Uh, dry eyes, we've spoken about that, dry eyes, dry mouth, the mucous membranes in the, in the, in the body tend to dry out. Uh, they can have a decreased immunity. So although the immune system is attacking itself and you don't want to support the immune system because it will make it worse, they can be more susceptible to other um, bacteria and viruses and illnesses. And then we've spoken about the heart and lung disease as well. So, um, uh, Wendy, I just want to ask about going to be diagnosed. You go to the doctor, these are the problems, they do the necessary test, as you've explained, and they say to you, you have... Uh, rheumatoid arthritis, what script are they going to give you and is that script the answer to living a more comfortable life? Well, yes and no. So they will they'll make a diagnosis and um, I would say there's, there's a limited treatment option okay. because it's just limited to your um, medications that you offer. The medications will vary depending on, on the, the cases, the severity, the flare-ups, those kind of things. Um, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things that you have and doesn't really go away. You will have mm. ups and you will have downs. There will be times where you will be in a flare-up and you will be very inflamed, very sore. And then there could be months or years that you go that there's no symptoms. Oh. Um, so it's really about managing it. But whatever that medication is, I always think it's very important to adapt, adapt your lifestyle to keep your lifestyle um, supportive of your condition. Yeah, and so if there is any medication, it's not as if the medication is counteracting the poor lifestyle, but it's helping you're helping yourself first, and the medication might be helping you further. So it becomes a a, a joint operation, if you'll pardon the pun. That's right. Yes, it's it's very much a joint thing. It's very much a lifestyle, and it's it's about managing your condition as best as you can. So you want to prevent as much deterioration as possible. And that you, you, you know, your medications are going to just keep your symptoms at bay, whereas your lifestyle is going to help you to make sure that it doesn't degenerate faster than it needs to. So, Wendy, as we talk about rheumatoid arthritis and the things you've just mentioned, what are some of the choices that I can make that are going to support me um, uh, in terms of lifestyle choices and dietary choices that are going to see me support my body to get the best out of it? The stress management is very important because stress causes inflammation in the body as well. Um, and then obviously choosing a healthy lifestyle, there's very specific foods and nutrients that people can use to make sure that their bodies are less inflamed. So give us an idea of some of the things that we should uh, avoid, but more importantly, the things we should be adding in. Okay, so let's start with the things that we should be adding in because I think we talk about the avoiding things quite often. <laughs> and don't stop, um, stop taking inflammatory foods. Okay, now we'll move on to the things we yes. should <laughs> We know that the wheat and the sugar is the bad, yeah. are the bad news. So those, those are definitely to cut out. But the things I think we should add is foods that, are, that have anti-inflammatory, antioxidant properties. Mm. So broccoli seed or broccoli um, is a very good um, and food that we can eat regularly or we can use a broccoli seed extract supplement. Yeah. Um, blueberries, which are rich in antioxidants, they, they, they reduce oxidative stress and inflammation, very nice form of um, food and readily available, um, you know, especially at this time of the year. Mm. Then your um, olive oil and your omega-3 fatty acids, so you want to make sure you're lubricating those joints with the right healthy fat. 
and anti-inflammatory oils rather than, say, your canola or too much of your omega-6 oils because mm. they can also be inflammatory. Um, vitamin C, so that you can get in tart cherries or in guavas or in um, pawpaw. Um, you don't have to eat oranges. I wouldn't really recommend that. <clears throat> Excuse me, because your citrus fruits tend to be very acidic. Mm. So rather find your vitamin C from your other um, nutrient, from your other vegetables and fruits. And then your green teas, um, they help. They have um, flavonoids that help to reduce inflammation. And then nuts, which are a good source of magnesium and healthy fats, and then the fiber that is necessary to transport toxins out of your body. Yeah, thanks, Wendy. And as Wendy would tell us, we need to eat ourselves well. Supplements are additives to that. We don't take that yes. first. So I just thought you've taught us so well, Wendy. I'm just going to exercise some of this, the skills and the expertise you've planted into me over time <laughs> and share it with our <laughs> listeners. So there you have it, this uh, conversation around rheumatoid arthritis. Maybe something you need to listen to again or share with someone you care about. You'll find it on our website, kpulpa.co.za. And uh, all you need to do is click uh, podcast, click morning shows, click get up and go breakfast, scroll till you find Wendy's name and the newest episode will be at the top of the pile. She's a health coach and wellness practitioner is Wendy Christine at Integrated Health Solution. Wendy, thanks for your time this morning and here's to a super day. Pleasure, Brad. Have an awesome day to you. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.